Healthy from the inside out. This is Valley Well by a Salud, a health and wellness information program brought to you by ValleyWise Health and District Medical Group. Each week, we go in-depth with different healthcare experts on some of your top health questions, getting answers to help you live your best life. Hello, and welcome to Valley Well Valle Salud. I'm your host, Lauren Vargas, and I'm joined by my friend, Dr. Dan Kwan. He's a board-certified emergency physician, medical toxicologist, and chairman of the emergency medicine department at ValleyWise Health. Dr. Kwan, thank you for being here today. Well, thanks for having me, Lauren. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about yourself. How long have you been at ValleyWise Health? Well, I, I've been at ValleyWise for, um, I got my anniversary notice, 13 <laughs> years, 13 long, interesting yep. years. Lucky number 13. Absolutely. I'm sure every day is a little bit different. It's always different. What made you want to become a doctor? Uh, that's a good question. I think uh, the 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 uh, sort of, what is the best way? How, how can I put this? To help people get better, to help prevent uh, disease. Was it, did you have a physician in your family that you, you know, admired or are you the first? I am the first. Yes. So there, there wasn't any, there weren't any other physicians mm-hmm. in my family. And to this day, I'm still the only one. So what is a toxicologist? How did that come to be? Uh, toxicology is uh, the study of uh, all things, bites, stings, overdoses, medications, industrial, uh, and also uh, other chemicals that uh, we might you might encounter and become poisoned with or toxic it makes you from. super sick, yeah. And, um, and that's, that's basically what it is. That's a wide variety mm-hmm. of potential illnesses for sure. Well, March is National Nutrition Month. So every week in March, we're going to be touching on a different uh, health topic related to nutrition or um, or your health that way. And today we're talking about food poisoning, which is just a lovely topic. If anyone of you listening has ever uh, become sick by food poisoning, you know how miserable it really is. I, I think I've personally seen every one of my family members get sick at one point, including myself, and it's just the worst. I mean, it's super debilitating. All you want to do is curl up in a ball in a dark corner and wait for it to be over. So what is food poisoning? Food poisoning is uh, the result of some sort of bacteria, typically, that makes toxin, and uh, that toxin kind of invades invades the food or sits in the food, and then when you eat it, it, it really makes you not feel well. So I just looked this up today. It's one in six Americans get food poisoning every year, according to the CDC. That's 48 million people every year. What, how do you react to numbers like that? Well, I think uh, uh, food poisoning is, is uh, fairly common, and sometimes we, we don't know that we have been food poisoned. It could be um, it, it could possibly be some sort of viral illness or some other illness as well. So... It's it's difficult to to really say if food poisoning is is really a hundred percent of those cases, but I would say that wouldn't be a, 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 a inaccurate number. There's there's quite a bit out there. Have you ever personally received you know had food poisoning before? Oh, it was horrible. Yes, I've had food poisoning. It's miserable because there's not really a whole lot you can do about it. Um, um, you do 
do, as they say, puke your guts out and, and also have... Is, uh, is that the technical term? Well, puking is, is, a, is a, a technical term, yes. <laughs> do and, you rem- I feel like everyone remembers that, that experience. You remember which restaurant got you sick or you remember what you ate and, you know, you'll never forget that. It's so... It, it hurts so much. And, and you know, sometimes we, we have short memories as well as we, we think that, oh, we were food poisoned at a, a certain establishment or mm-hmm. something like that. But in fact, it might have happened even before that. Oh, okay. So how long does it take until you eat the food and then you become sick? You know, it depends on the, the um, uh, bacteria, it depends on the toxin that's produced. Uh, it can be rather quick or it could, could be up to six hours. Okay. What are some of the common foods that uh, are the, you know, offenders, common offenders? Probably one of the, um, probably some of the the things to to keep in mind whenever you're food, doing food prep or food preparation is um, meat. Meats can can certainly cause you to be pretty sick. So salmonella is is, um, in chicken and Mm -hmm. and that can cause cause quite a bit of uh, uh, food poisoning. Uh, there's other things like dairy that can, you know, if it's left out too long, certainly can cause food poisoning as well. So with meats, are we talking about raw meats? So if you cook it long enough, can you cook out the food poisoning? For the most part, yes. Okay. You know, it's it's just good um, good hygiene. Uh, you know, we just need to keep clean. Keep your, if you have cutting different cutting boards, you know, food prep and mm-hmm. uh, food prep with one type of cutting board. And then don't mix or wash it in between. But the best bet is probably to, to not use the same utensils, not to use the same cutting boards for vegetables and meat. That's a good, that's a good tip, definitely. Um, what are some of the symptoms? So you said it's kind of hard to tell whether it's food poisoning or it could be some other bacteria, virus. What are some of the telltale signs that you have gotten food poisoning? You know, it, it's... Food poisoning is typical, typically uh, it presents with uh, nausea and vomiting and then progresses to some diarrhea as well. But so can some illnesses as well, such as um, uh, the stomach flu can kind of do the same thing. So every once in a while it's hard to, you know, sometimes it's hard to, to differentiate the two. Fever is probably something that you may you typically wouldn't get with food poisoning okay. as you would with like a, a viral gastroenteritis or a, a stomach flu. Right. That's hard to differentiate for sure. Mm. So if you're just tuning in, we are chatting with Dr. Dan Kwan from Valley Wise Health about food poisoning. And you said um, food poisoning is tough because there's not too much you can do about it. You, do you just have to write it out? Stay well hydrated. I mean, uh, if if you can, sometimes it's really difficult to to keep fluids down. You know, especially right. during the, the initial phases of it. But uh, you really do have to to avoid dehydration. I remember. <laughs> we'll see if my husband's listening, and we'll see if he gets mad at me for telling this story. But I remember one time um, we went on a family trip to Spain. It was very important to all of us, you know, it's a big trip and we're all out there in Granada looking at these beautiful Alhambra palaces and we had paella the night before and so we all ate this, you know, delicious paella but my husband was the only one who ate the shrimps that were kind of decorating the edge of the bowl and they they still had their little eyeballs in, their little black eyeballs and we remember making fun of him like, 
okay, <laughs> you know, don't eat that. This is for decoration. But he wanted to prove himself. He was the only, we all ate the same paella, but he was the only one that ate the shrimp with the eyeballs. And he got so sick that night. And of course, I'm stuck in the hotel room with him. And he missed the next two days of our trip. He just, it was so miserable. And we wanted him to come see it so bad because it's your once in a lifetime trip. But he, he just couldn't do it. And he couldn't keep anything down. And it took about two days for him to really get over it. He couldn't eat anything, couldn't drink anything. And so then you're shaky because you're really hungry. And then also your electrolytes can, can become washed out or, or you, you lose electrolytes that way as well. And so that can co- contribute to the weakness. Right. So. Um, Chencho is our uh, audio producer who helps us put this show together. And we were kind of prepping for this um, discussion with you today and Chencho what's your food poisoning story well <clears throat> I was uh it's been a long time it's probably been 15 You're years lucky. or more um but uh some buddies and I were driving uh, it's a long road trip and um I don't know what I ate I don't know if it was that morning or if it was the night before but I do remember that I had drank a lot of uh, Mountain Dew Code Red um <laughs> At See, the, you at remember. The beginning of, yeah, at the beginning of the trip. And uh, we pulled over on the side of the road, and, and, and it wasn't pretty. It looked, <laughs> code red looks like blood when it's coming out. I'm uh, sure the people driving by were very concerned for you. That would have been, yeah. They I, probably still talk about it. I hadn't thought about that, but that, that would have been a good sight uh, to see somebody on the side of the road yeah. with, with a lot of red stuff coming out. So, oh, yeah, that was, man. That, it was projectile. Yeah, um, it's not it's, cute, is it? No, and it's it's uh, you, you, there's not much you could do once uh, once you start vomiting. It's a reflex, and it. it just starts it just starts coming out. And you do feel better. It kind of comes in waves, right? So you mm-hmm. get it out, you feel better, and then you get another wave. It, but there's nothing left. Correct, and it's almost uh, you think, oh, it's almost it's over. over, and then it's not. Oh my god. And that's the worst part is, like you said, with the electrolytes, you, you want to stay hydrated, but you can't. You can't. And then, yeah, you, you want to drink water. And sometimes, I don't know, I know when I'm sick, sometimes you're supposed to stay hydrated, like when you have the flu and whatnot. Um, even drinking water, though, just makes you feel mm-hmm. so much worse. And it's kind of hard to, to maintain And And sometimes uh, patients will, will, or even... I guess myself. Uh, <laughs> whenever you you drink something, you just once it hits your stomach, you become nauseous, and then you know you want to vomit again. Right. So, uh, depends. Uh, hopefully, you know you're able to keep some fluids down, whether it's uh, some sort of sports drink or uh, uh, electrolyte drink. That's probably one of the most important things to keep down is uh, not to just continue to drink tons of water, but right. also have a, some sort of electrolyte replacement in there as well. Absolutely. And I know we're kind of joking about this because we all survived it. But according to the CDC, 3,000 people die every year from foodborne illnesses. So um, how do you know when to come to the ER? Is there something that you guys can do to, to save someone's life if it really gets that bad? So, um, you know, foodborne uh, illnesses uh, the ones that are really important to come to the the hospital for is is when you have anything bloody. You know, if okay. you start start vomiting a lot of blood, you know, some streaks are is, is generally okay. But because you know you're you're using that reflex to 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 vomit, and you may get some streaks. But I mean, if you're vomiting 
total blood, and also if you're passing yeah. in your stool, total blood, you need to go to the hospital immediately. And what would they do at the hospital for food poisoning? Um, we would put IVs mm -hmm. for fluid hydration um, and you know, however many bags that takes, and then give some uh, anti-vomiting anti medicine, anti-medics, to help uh, help the patient feel better. Well, that makes sense then. So if you put the IV in, you're not actually, you know, ingesting food or drink, so you can rehydrate that way. Correct. Um, so we're chatting with Dr. Dan Kwan from ValleyWise Health. Uh, he's a district medical group physician, and you can actually make an appointment with a fantastic district medical group physician near you. There are several uh, ValleyWise community health centers all over Maricopa County. Uh, you can book an appointment by visiting valleywisehealth.org and clicking the book appointment button, or you can call us at 1-833-855-9973. That's 1-833-855-9973. Uh, you can call Monday through Friday from 7.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. Uh, and we're talking about food poisoning right now. So um, are certain populations more vulnerable to, to being super sick, little kids, older people? Um, what are the dangers for them? So exactly, you know, the, the, especially for, for children, it's... Um, it's important to stay hydrated, and that's the most uh, important thing, no matter if it's foodborne illness or other sorts of things like a, a viral illness or flu, whatever the, the child might have, uh, it's, it's the, the most important thing is to stay hydrated. Okay. And for older people, same? For older people, yes, it's, it's, it would be the same same sort of thing. Uh, you know, uh, uh, the probably the the patients to look out for in the older population would be the, the uh, people with either kidney failure or kidney problems or heart problems. Mm -hmm. um, anybody who, who has been told by their doctor to watch their fluid intake, those are, those are the, the patients at risk because, you know, if, you give, give, if they take too much fluid in, it can cause fluid overload and heart problems. Uh, or kidney problems, and so you know it's best for maybe those those patients to go to seek uh, medical attention. Well, that's a good segue. So, um, you know, we talk about writing it out, and after a day or two, you're kind of done. It's over. But are there any long-term effects, especially for certain people? Typically, uh, foodborne illness is not. Not um, not something that you know it, it it would cause permanent damage, so to speak. It may be a consequence in those that are at risk for for those sorts of uh, you know uh, problems after, but but in general, it, it shouldn't cause any any difficulties or any long term effects. Okay, what about for uh, women who are pregnant? I know um, you know certain women when they become pregnant, their doctors tell them to avoid many different foods like sushi with the raw fish, deli meat uh, unless you microwave it. Can you talk a little bit about that? So uh, for pregnant patients, it, it is important to stay hydrated. And, and you know the the thing is, at the beginning of pregnancy, it's hard to differentiate sometimes the uh, the the vomiting that accompanies pregnancy uh, versus food poisoning. But I think food poisoning you'd have violent 
violent uh, vomiting as a compared to like some nauseousness and and morning sickness. I personally have not been pregnant, <laughs> but I have been told that the the vomiting and the nausea that come with pregnancy is a little bit different. The feeling is different than uh, than that of different. let's say food poisoning or an illness. Can it be dangerous to the the baby growing? If a, a mom becomes, um, or mom gets food poisoning? Sure, absolutely. Um, again, dehydration is one of the biggest things that uh, we we are concerned about. And uh, if if the mom doesn't feel well, doesn't do well, then the baby also suffers. Right. Okay, so a lot of us cannot even fathom eating or drinking anything. But if you can, it, what are some of the go-tos that are um, good besides energy drinks to eat, things that are easier to swallow, easier to take down. So I wanted to address the energy drink thing because okay. anything with caffeine will also make you urinate a lot more. So you dehydrate yourself by drinking more caffeine. Right, so avoid so caffeine. Avoid caffeine. So energy drinks are, are typically out, but uh, electrolyte replacement, things like Gatorade, Powerade, um, Pedialyte, all of those things can, can certainly give you some uh, electrolyte as well as fluid, um, you know, help replace your fluids. Okay, excellent. Um, you work in the emergency room. How often do we see patients who are suffering from food poisoning? Uh, <clears throat> in general, what we do is we, we, uh, we treat people that come in for nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, uh, all the fun GI things. And... Uh, you know, we, we try to figure it out, but in general, symptomatic care is, is really all that's needed. So, you know, we, we, we take a look at it and try to get a good history and, and see if that may be the case. Because, uh, again, foodborne illnesses that cause bloody diarrhea or mm -hmm. bloody vomit is, uh, is, is dangerous compared to, to those things that, that don't. So I have a quick question. Um, is it possible that, that maybe some sort of um, food allergies can present as food poisoning? Because uh, the reason I ask is because sometimes maybe everybody in the family eats the same meal. Your case was different because your husband <laughs> ate the shrimp. but With um, the eyes, With by the, the eyeballs. <laughs> yes. But, yeah. um, but maybe some, maybe because it's happened in our family too where everybody eats the same thing, but somebody gets sick. And is it possible that that could be maybe kind of a food um allergy sort of thing? It could be a food allergy, but, you know, food allergies are, are pretty reproducible. So if someone is allergic to, let's say, shellfish, they eat shellfish once, they have an allergic reaction. Um, rarely does it necessarily cause like a, a food poisoning sort of uh, presentation, but, right. you know, like itchy, red skin, then the next time eating the same thing will cause will, the same Result. The same or worse reaction. So those are kind of the things that you would look for in a, an allergic reaction. Now, uh, there's also uh, lactose intolerance that can cause bloating and, and generally unwell feeling. Uh, and a lot more happen. people have lactose intolerance than I think we realize. Is that right? That is true. That is correct. Yes. A lot of adults can't handle. Is it cow's milk or is it all dairy? Uh, it's it's all dairy. I mean, it, it, there's a spectrum of, of illness that kind of goes with, with uh, the ingestion of milk. So some people can't drink milk. Some people can't uh, eat ice cream. And some people can't eat yogurts and things like that. 
Well, Dr. Kwan, thank you. Um, I want to take a moment to remind our listeners that you can make an appointment with a district medical group physician by visiting our website, valleywisehealth.org, and you hit the book appointment button, or you can call us Monday through Friday from 7.30 to 5 at one 888 855-9973. We are chatting with Dr. Dan Kwan about food poisoning, um, just about to wrap up. And I want to ask you, because you did a fair amount of research on this, you have a blog on our website right now if, uh, you know, if listeners want to learn more. And this is actually one of the most Googled health topics um, we found. So we want to make sure to get everyone their answers. What are some of your major takeaways? You know, if you can avoid seeing having a couple people come into the ER unnecessarily, what would you tell them? And it's specifically about food, food board illness. Okay. Um, wash your hands when you prep food uh, in between different types of things. So whether it's meats to, to vegetables, you know, definitely good hygiene is, is the, the way to go to prevent, at least on the prep side. It's difficult to, to really to really say you should avoid this thing is something whenever it comes to eating out or, or restaurants or, right. or things like that. So that's the thing. Is there, is there certain types of foods that are more susceptible, like Mexican or Indian food or sushi or not really? It's just the way they're prepared. And so it's how they're, they're prepared and, and how... Um, how they're you know if they're, if they're left out or uh, if we just don't don't mm-hmm. know what what happens behind the scenes definitely so well good hygiene is the case for many things right we're Correct. all talking about the flu right now and of course the coronavirus have you ever had food poisoning and and tell us about that I've had food poisoning and and you're right I mean you totally remember you totally remember the time that it happened to you I had a um, uh, a bag of frozen pineapple in the refrigerator for I think it's it was in the refrigerator for at least a week. So I opened it up and I and I ate the whole thing and I I said wow this this pineapple is very very sour tasting. Ooh, you remember? <clears throat> and and uh, yeah, I was in bed for a couple of days, so it was horrible. Have you had pineapple since? Oh yeah, pineapple is awesome. Okay. A lot of people, you know, it takes them a while to have that certain food or drink again because you have that memory that ties it to being super sick. I think it's almost like drinking tequila. <laughs> you know, you forget. and Yeah. Yes, I think you, you, you definitely remember those sorts of things, just like uh, the Code Red uh, Mountain Dew. It's the same sort of yes. thing. When I was a kid, I ate, um, my mom used to buy the cans of the, the pineapple rings. And I love that stuff. And I, I, I know one day she bought, I, I don't know how many cans I ate, but I ate way too much. And I was so sick. And I didn't eat pineapple for probably 10 years. It took me a long time to yeah. get back into that. And it was one of my favorite things to eat. So kind of, but, and I still have not had Code Red, by the way. Okay. That yeah. was going to ask no. you if you've had Code Red I before. I can't do it. <laughs> so Lauren, how about you? What, yeah. what is your story? Oh my gosh. So I, I'm kind of in the same boat is what Chencha was saying, where I eat the same thing as everyone else. It actually happened to me a couple weeks back. I was at a book club and we were just having, I think it was the pimento cheese that got me, but we all had it. And that night I just got super sick. It, what happens to me is it usually happens at night. I start having dreams about the food and getting sick in my dreams with the food. And then it wakes me up and I'm, and I think, oh gosh, here we go. And of course, that's what happened. And um, but 
then it was over. So once I get it out, this is just too gross. But once it's out, I feel so much better and I'm able to move on and I'm just so relieved. Sometimes it doesn't uh, doesn't stop. Though. Sometimes it doesn't stop there. Yeah. That's true. Well, I don't wish food poisoning on my worst enemy. It is so terrible. And this hopefully will help some of our listeners because, hey, one in six people getting it every year, it's bound to happen to a lot of us. And these are really good tips. So thank you, Dr. Kwan, for being with us today. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. So uh, we'll be covering some of the other uh, pressing nutrition questions the rest of this month, including diabetes and obesity with some of our other district medical group physicians. And we hope you'll tune in again soon. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed listening to Valley Well Via Salute, a health and wellness information program brought to you by ValleyWise Health and District Medical Group. If you're looking for more information about what you heard today, visit us online at valleywisehealth.org slash bewell. There, you'll find blogs and videos from our healthcare providers, and you can even book an appointment at a ValleyWise Community Health Center near you. That's valleywisehealth.org slash bewell. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll tune in again soon.